If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I'm your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the voice of God, the Green Goblin himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thanks, Patty. I have to say, I I, I look at FanDuel, I look at DraftKings, and I feel a little bit like a lost dog. Um, hopefully that changes today with a little college basketball breakdown and maybe, uh, maybe I'll uh, follow your uh, NHL and NBA picks as well. I just, I don't don't know what to bet on. I'm losing everything that I do bet on. I'm hoping that changes. I guess that's what this podcast is for, right? That's right. That's right. And I got a I got a fair fair share of a few things on here for us to talk about and get get through. So, um, but joining us is always the man who rocks the hat every single Friday, which I just figured out before the podcast. The man who's never lost, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. Uh, thanks for having me, Pat. I don't think I really have anything to add today. I'm just here for the conversation. <laughs> so basically, it sounds like it's going to be the Patty Parlay show. I mean, let's just call it as I it mean, is. that's what we need for this to really take off, let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. Also, shout yeah. out T.Y. T.Y. on the YouTube showing some love for the ticker out there. Love you, T.Y. Hell yeah, T.Y. All right, boys. We're starting off today with our NCAA basketball conference selection. We decided on yesterday's podcast that we were each going to be assigned a conference or two of the Power Five conferences to try to follow and keep up with for the last month of the season to get us ready for college basketball or for March Madness. So the Big Five, obviously Big Ten, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12. Now, is is there any that you boys particularly love or want to uh, call first dibs on? Uh, I mean, I think, as you said last time, we are all Big Ten men here. Correct. All went to Big Ten schools or school. Yep, yep. So, I mean... I don't want to be the guy to take the easy way out on this one, so I will bow out of the Big Ten running. Diz, how do, how do you feel about you taking the Big Ten? I would love to take the Big Ten if it's my sole responsibility because, uh, as you guys know, I don't put in a lot of work outside of this <laughs> podcast time. Uh, so I definitely don't want to. But with that being said, if, if you had the Big Ten, you'd probably do a better job of it than I did. Um, so I don't know. I guess it can be an open discussion. I'm kind of with Tyler in the fact that it's definitely like the easy way out. So I feel bad claiming that. Well, um, I, I, I don't think you should feel bad about it. And I, I think you have the tightest schedule out of the three of us. Um, so, you know, having you be the one with the big 10, um, and I'm, I'm sure you've watched more IU games this season than I have. Um, I don't know about Tyler per se, but uh, I, I'm completely okay with Diz having the Big Ten. I will say I do have Big Ten Network on my Hulu Live, Ooh. so uh, might be watching some pregame and postgame and uh, maybe putting in some hours this weekend on Big Ten Network. 
I, I think it's sold in. I think Diz has the Big Ten. Hey, thanks, boys. Let me write this down. I will not let I you will down. For, I will forget if I don't write this I will down. Not le- I will not let you down like IU basketball in February. <laughs> oh, man. That, Yikes. That, that, that one, tough. Uh, that one stinks. T.Y. wants to just let everyone know that he went to VU, which is not even Division Nine school. So uh... Division Nine. <laughs> so he says. I, you know, I. I'll take the JUCOs. He said. So he'll he'll research the JUCOs for March Madness. He's taking one for the team. Clearly. I gets Ivy League. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler. What any of these other ones tickle your fancy? I know you had mentioned last night the possibility the of doing the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 they kind of stink this year. If I, if I'm thinking, remembering correctly, uh, they always have the late game, so that's kind of fun. A little Pac-12 after dark action. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, if no one else wants it, I'll take the Pac-12. I mean, you got some solid teams: Oregon, Arizona, I believe. You know, Arizona's top three team out right now. I think I'm. I was gonna say Arizona's really good. Um, So UCLA is ranked two. mm -hmm. Yep. Washington. Decent, maybe make it make the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I could. Those sound like some fun teams to watch. I could invest some time into that. All right, we'll give Tyler the the Pac-12. So, I never really truly got a response from our boy Miles. But we, we had talked about Miles possibly taking responsibility over the SEC because he is a big Kentucky fan. So what I think we should do is we'll we'll list Miles as it, but if nothing else, I'll take it and like just ask Miles questions about the SEC if I have questions. So I'll sort of kind of take the SEC with Miles, but um, the, I think the main one I'll take will be the ACC. It's um, a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. I, you know, I I don't know much about the ACC, but I would, I mean, you got some powerhouses in there, some good things to possibly look like learn about before uh, tournament time comes around. I think it could do us all do us all well if that's the case. So, I mean, it's juicy. You get that Coach K drama in there too. Oh yeah, all of it. I also want to know. I think Miles is on board because he did not call you a nerd when you asked him that. Also true. It, point. It's a great point. This was something we figured was a just a shoe in, like given, totally gonna happen. And then Miles was like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. He didn't. So if he doesn't insult me, then you know he's probably in for it. And then that leaves the Big Twelve, and we'll all kind of just. I don't know. There's Maybe a lot going on 12. in the Big Twelve. If if, if you Kansas, yeah, is is Texas or Texas Tech in the Big Twelve? Texas is Texas. Texas Tech might be as well. I'm not 100 percent sure on the Big Twelve. So we'll, we'll all kind of chip in and work on the Big Twelve, Ooh, but we won't necessarily yeah. focus on the Big Twelve. Texas Tech is Baylor as well. Ooh, You've got Baylor's some solid good. teams in there. So maybe maybe we need to focus on it a little bit more, but uh, we will see on that. So to recap, Diz has the Big Ten. I have the ACC, Tyler has the Pac-12, Miles sort of has the SEC slash myself, and then we're all going to work together on the Big 12. Turn up. Good deal. So once tournament time comes around, 
hopefully if we put our minds and brains together, we can come up with the perfect bracket. I will say a perfect bracket will not happen. (laughs) But you better believe, no matter how much we know about these teams and these conferences, chaos theory remains supreme during March Madness. True, true, very true. So, but it'll be nice to at least have some knowledge and kind of have an idea of who are some of the team's best players, uh, some of their bad losses, some of their good wins, see some upset potential, and uh, maybe some futures on the line. Yeah, yeah. I like the sound of that. Also, I feel like in college basketball in particular, just watching a few games of teams will let you – really get an understanding for it. It's not like uh, the NBA where there's only, you know, 30 teams and you can check out a box score and get you, you know, how things are going. So this could be fun conference journey time too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you could make some money on that too. If you think, you know, maybe a team's not first in their conference, but they're playing well or you're seeing some potential, you can take a flyer on them to win a conference journey and get some good odds on that. Is you taking on IU future for conference journey? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I I was I woke up at five a.m. this morning because our dog got sick, and so I turned on Sports Center and we were watching and they were talking about the Big Ten. Joe Lunardi currently has IU as a ten seed in the in the tourney. He opened his eyes in the last four games. Thank you, sir. I I was shocked by hey. that as well, but. Um, Did we just get our milk shipment? Did we just get our milk shipment of the box? <laughs> no, my DoorDash arrived. Better late than never, right, Tyler? Yeah, uh, you guys. I'm not going to show that, but I'm not drinking milk today. <laughs> He's not wearing hockey pads. We don't want any strikes on here. Do you think that would be an issue? Like, actually? I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't. So, I don't know that for if sure. I, it would be an issue. It would be an issue if I'm drinking, because I'm driving home. It's a delicious lime I'm, lime beverage. Are you drinking a Bud Light lime? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, you can cut this from the pod. Ah, cut water. Okay. Cut, and we can cut it from the pod. <laughs> got him. Actually, from YouTube, not the pod. It'll still be on Odd, YouTube. Odds no kosher. one watches this anyway. So, uh, hey, Ty does. I, Shout out Ty. Hey, Jake put the word out last night. Really? Yeah. His, his we had some people. On the pod? I know we had at least a couple people come back and watch it. All right. Later on in the later Good. on the night. Love to hear he, that. He tweeted out, and everyone listening should probably do that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if it's just making fun of my ridiculous facial hair, you know, whatever gets the job done, whatever gets the word spread around, we're here for it. Now you say that your mustache is a perfect M. Facial hair is sexy. Oh, his mustache <laughs> is a perfect M. And it's patchy too. Look at that patchy beard. Mm. Me too. Mm. Yeah, yours not quite as patchy as mine. Uh. All right. For losing we're a little off topic. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little off topic. Let's go. It, it went off the rails when the DoorDash showed up. Okay. This is one for the YouTube crowd. TY said, I don't have Twitter. It's too liberal. Yikes. Shout out TY. <laughs> you 
keeping we're keeping politics out of this podcast. Yeah, yikes. All right. Let's, let's uh, roll it on. So the only big major league sport that is going on tonight is the NHL. We have a whopping four NHL games tonight. Let's run through these quickly. Uh, we start with the Predators at the Hurricanes. Hurricanes minus 176. The over-under is six. Soros is in net for the Predators. 92.4% save percentage. Anderson is in net for the Hurricanes. 92.8 save percentage. Both fantastic goalies. Um, the Hurricanes 16-4 and 2 at home. And the Predators 14-8 and 4 away. Predators 1-4 and four the last five. Hurricanes 1-4 and four the last five. Um, I am leaning Hurricanes just because the Hurricanes are at home and they have a better home record. Uh, Diz, any any thoughts or comments from you? Yeah, I'm leaning Hurricanes too, also because they had a tough loss against mm-hmm. the Panthers on uh, Tuesday, and just I, they should have won that game if we're being honest. They're still probably the best team in hockey right now, so that value is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, agreed. Tyler agrees too. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, Diz, your Panthers travel to the Minnesota Wild tonight. The Panthers are road favorites at minus 134. Diz, do you want to take a guess at what the over-under is for this game? Um, is the Wild goalie any good? Yes. Um... Six and a half. The over-under is seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That is a large number. Panthers put up, dude. Panthers can score like crazy. And the crazy part about the Panthers is, like, I saw a stat. This is not 100% what it is. But, like, half of their games, they score more goals in the third period than the first and second combined. Mm. So, when you bet on, like, the Panthers – or when you bet on the Panthers over, it's kind of like satisfying knowing that they're going to put up like four in the third. So you can you can lean the under if you like, but I'm just saying it could be 1-0 after two, and then it could finish like four to two or something. I don't know. I'm just saying. Panthers score a lot. I don't I don't know the Wilds defense or goaltending at all. So maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Well, anyways, let's 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 run through the tape here. Our boy Bob Bobrovsky is in net for the Panthers, 91.9% save percentage. Talbot is in net for the Wild with a 91.2% save percentage, both great goalies. Uh, the Panthers own all offensive categories. Uh, the Wild are 16-3-1 at home, and the Panthers are 10-7-5 away. Panthers 5-1 and the last six, Wild 8-2 and last ten. Diz, I hate to do this to you, but I am leaning. I am leaning the Wild with the home pups. Home dogs, easy. I didn't realize too going into this that the Wild were sixteen three and one at home. That's insane. I didn't know that either. So, I'm I'm glad to see you might actually agree, even though you're going against your team. Yeah, emotional hedge. I may parlay. I don't know if you can parlay that with the over, but I may parlay that with the over. I don't think you can, but if you can, let us know. Sir, yes, sir. All right, halfway home, Tyler. Don't you worry. No, I mean I'm I'm taking it all in. I like the analysis so far. So perfect. That's that's all I needed to hear. 
All right, next game, Stars at Blackhawks. The Stars are minus 154 on the road. The over-under is at 5.5. Odinger, Odinger, Odinger is in net for the Stars. Uh, he has a 91.6% save percentage. Flurry is in net for the Blackhawks. He has a 91% save percentage. The Stars own all offensive categories. The Blackhawks are 8-12-3 at home. Stars 9-12-1 away. But the Stars are 8-3 in their last 11. And the Blackhawks are 3-9 in their last 12. So I, I know we like home pups, Diz, but I'm leaning the Stars here just because the Blackhawks have gotten back on their schneid. Yeah, Blackhawks have looked like cheeks. And so it, I'll support it. The Blackhawks have even looked bad at home. I mean, they lost to the Blue Jackets last night at home 7-4. to four. Yeah, I about gave up an eight-piece spicy nugget, so I'm 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 with you. Okay. Final game here: the Kings at the Golden Knights. Golden Knights minus one seventy-two. Over/under is at six. Jonathan Quick is in net for the Kings with a ninety-one point two percent save percentage. Brassois is in net for the Golden Knights with a ninety point six save percentage. Uh, the Golden Knights own all offensive categories. The Golden Knights are 14-11-2 at home. Kings 11-6-5 away. Both teams 3-2 their last five. I am leading the home team here with the Golden Knights. Yeah, I'll ride with that. Okay, perfect. So there we have it. And unfortunately, that is all the sports we have to talk about tonight. However, we're not done. We're just getting started, boys. That's what my shirt says, Pat. It says, this is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. This is just perhaps the end of the beginning. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> that that incredible tie-in. I mean, whew, that that is well done. That is well done. You're welcome. That's, that's like grade A professional podcast shit right there. Yes, sir. I, I came prepared. I had nothing sports-wise to talk about. I figured I could at least tie in my clothing. <laughs> like a true hero. All right, Diz, let's review our dumbest dummy picks from last night. I went one in four, but I am on my way back because the one that hit was the Clippers to win by 31-plus points. So I actually gained seven units last night. How did you do, Diz? No and two. Uh, Iowa lost. I had them minus five. Uh, time to do some research on the Big Ten for sure. And uh, ducks do not fly together. They got absolutely dick smashed last night. So uh, we're short-term memory. We're keeping it moving. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So in the competition, Diz, I am down 9.96 units, and you are down 5.29 units. So I am within four or five units. And you know with the way I do this competition, I can get that back in one night. Cap. Are you shaking Cap. in your boots at all? No, I'm not wearing my steel-toed boots, unfortunately. Um but I'm feeling good because if you do hit one of these, as long as it's not before like the last day of the month, I have time to make it up. True. I'm not changing my strategy unless I need to. And uh, I feel like you're in that same boat. I mean, you're being as ballsy as you can be. 
I'm not going to change anything. I'm not going to fix what isn't broken. It's fair. Um, Even though I'm technically losing money, but I'm winning the competition. I'm more competitive than I care more about beating you than my bank account. Well, you know, you get that free meal too. That that kind of helps out. <laughs> very true. Very true. Pat's taking Patty you to Fogo. Yes, sir. I'll be there too. I'll pay for my own, but I want to go. <laughs> he just wants to be there for the experience. Well, I, mean, no, like I, just, I just like Fogo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we haven't been to Fogo de Chao in God knows how long. It's probably been five years or so, hasn't it, Diz? Yeah, I almost took my girlfriend on Valentine's Day, but the only reservation they had was 10 p.m. And I figured, yikes, uh, eating that much meat at 10 p.m. with work the next day might be a suicide mission. So, um, I mean, I'll be a little uncouth here, but I don't think you want to be that full on Valentine's Day, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I know that was my that was my thought too. So uh, we audibled. But, to quote uh, yeah. Michael Scott. <laughs> Maybe soup, something light. <laughs> um, all right, Diz, do you want to go first with your dumbest dummy, or do you want me to go first? You have like 40 props. No, I, I have three picks. I have one. Okay. And I really, like I said, I was a lost puppy looking at FanDuel today. I had no idea what to bet. Um, I didn't really want to keep just firing blind, so I looked at the boost. And I thought a really fun bet was the NHL happy hour boost. I don't know if you guys saw this. All four games of the NHL tonight, there is at least one goal in the first period of each of these games. The bet hits. It is minus 110, but it got boosted up to plus 150. What that Ooh. also means, Patty, is that I'm back on my Martingale bullshit. $5 bet, plus 150 odds. Stick into the unit size for now, but if that doesn't hit, we're doubling, then doubling, then doubling. Then we're down bad, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> NHL happy hour boost. I literally talked myself out of the Panthers wild because uh, Panthers score most of their goals in the third period. So I'm a little nervous about that one with two good tendies in net, but uh, we're still confident that's going to hit. And I'm I'm happy to be back on Martingale train. I feel like it it's what I need to uh, feel less empty right now. I like it. Hey, I I like it. It's a, it's a good it's a good single best bet or dumbest dummy bet so um i i do like that and it is a fun one at that you know we're all about no run second innings or first baskets you know things that happen early on in games you're hitting this on all four games tonight in the nhl so uh big big fan and you're just rooting for exciting hockey pucks on that baby and thanks to you diz i actually added one to my uh competition bets there because i was looking at the boost when you mentioned that the one right below that for the nhl the hurricanes stars and golden knights all to win that is plus 400 i when we were going over the games i had all those teams picked out so um i will add that in there for one of my dumbest dummy bets now these last three are all related to NBA All-Star Weekend. Also, real quick, uh, so before we get into that, sorry, there was a a chat from the YouTube, and Diz, I want to uh, let you handle this because uh, 
Our, our guy Brandon here said the Martingale system is a fraud because it pursue, presumes an unlimited bankroll. At some point, most will go bankrupt with that system. Gambling is streaky. The other problem with the Martingale system is that you are raising your bet size when you hedge, when your edge isn't likely increasing. So, Diz, why don't you go ahead? I don't know if Brandon's a new listener or a new watcher, but uh, we have discussed this before. So, why don't you go ahead and tell him why we like the Martingale system and what we do to ensure that we do not go bankrupt when doing the Martingale system. Absolutely, Brandon. Thank you for the comment. I appreciate your interaction on the YouTube channel. We need a lot more of that. Um, The way we do Martingales here on on Sports Betting by Dummies, I guess it's really only just me, but I've, I've explained it a lot. Um, I love doing it because of the boosts, right? So, you know, Martingale theory normally is like roulette, red and black, 50-50 odds, even payouts. We know in the sports betting world that that's not really a thing. It's very rare where you have a pick and it's very rare where you have even money. But with the boost, what that allows us to do is it takes something that has a greater than 50 or a 50% probability and it gives us plus value. So over time, the Martingale will tend to favor the better on boosts alone and also the biggest key there like you talked about you're totally right you we do not have unlimited bankroll you will lose eventually i totally agree with you um that's why we just we'd be smart we limit it Uh, my first bet's five my second one's 10 my third one's 20 and then my fourth one's 40. if i lose after that i'm done um and i just withdraw every time so um i lost my martingale about a month ago but I had won so many prior and I kept withdrawing that I actually didn't lose money. I actually netted a profit. This is just starting my second Martingale. So um, any questions still, still feel free to, to chat away. We love the interaction on the channel. Um, you don't have to ride with me at all. Um, but yeah, big fan of the Martingale and I appreciate that comment. And then Brandon said, I bet professionally and I bet and lose seven to eight straight bets several times a year. And, and absolutely, you know, but um, and that's, that's why we emphasize, you know, bankroll management and knowing your limits, because if you just keep like, we, we've all been on cold streaks, like Diz has been on a cold streak. I've been on a cold streak. It, it's not rare for you to miss 10 straight bets. You know, it, it, it happens, but if, if you limit yourself to four of those boosts, if you hit one of them, then you make your money back on that Martingale. If you lose four in a row, hey, it happens. It happens to us all. Take a break from them, and then, you know, once you get that bankroll back up, maybe you try it again, you know. But it's definitely not something that we say you should do a Martingale every single month, every single time. You know, it's it's something that is, you can, if used sparingly and correctly, can really be uh, profitable. Also want to add, um, as a non-professional gambler, a lot of the boosts are things that are really fun to watch. Um, I don't make a living off gambling. I very rarely make enough money to do anything with my gambling earnings. Um, I just think so. Like a lot of the bets, like the one I'm taking tonight, a goal to be scored in each first period of the hockey games. That's something that's fun to follow. That's something that you can flip on a game for a couple minutes, see if there's a goal in the first period. So that's a big part of Martingales too. A lot of three by two boosts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things like that. So that that's another benefit of taking the boost Martingale version. <laughs> and yes, we, we should emphasize this too. We are dummies at this. Our, our, our show yes. is called sports betting by dummies. We know we're not the most sound or uh, 
you know, best bettors, but we do like to have fun, but we do, we do emphasize not going bankrupt and trying to be smart, uh, for most of these, uh, bets. So, but thank you, Brandon. We appreciate you for, uh, commenting, you know, it, it makes the show interesting. It keeps it going, you know, gives us something to talk about, something to add on to. So big fan, Brandon. Thank you a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, so, Back to my dumbest dummy competition bets. Like I said, I am hitting the NBA All-Star Weekend. I love betting the NBA just because the NBA technically is off for a week. Doesn't mean there's not bets to be had. The first one, I am starting off with Team Barry to win the Rising Stars Tournament at plus 350. Now, does anyone know who Barry is? Because I did not look to see who team, like who's Barry, who's leading Team Barry. Uh, like Probably one of Rick Barry's children. Rick Barry. So maybe maybe that's who the, the coach is. Because there was there's Team Isaiah, which I assume. Well, no, would I would assume Isaiah it's Thomas. his children. I assume it's one of his kids, wouldn't you? Well, possibly, but we know kind of the the general idea of who the coach was. I was just curious if anyone knew. I I did not know. But um, no, 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 it is Rick Barry. Oh, there you go, Rick Barry. Rick Barry versus Gary Payton in this yeah. game. So. Uh, well, I'm doing for them to win the whole tournament, so they got to beat the first team and then whoever they uh, play in the finals. But I actually liked this roster the best out of all the teams, and I get them at the highest odds. They, so they have Cade Cunningham, you know, first overall pick last year, uh, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Jay Sean Tate, and Franz Wagner. So uh, I, I, I just like this, uh, this roster a lot. I think there's a lot of good players, a lot of underrated players in the NBA currently. Um, and getting them at plus 350 odds seems like a steal. So that's, uh, we're rolling with Team Barry in the Rising Stars tourney. Do, do you have something to add, Tyler? It looked like you were maybe about to throw um, something in. I was just saying that this year's Rising Stars is actually interesting because they have G League Ignite players this mm-hmm. year which people that aren't familiar with that, the G League Ignite players are straight from high school players that wanted to go pro, but the NBA still has the one-year rule. So they play in the G League. They all play on one team together. Oh, okay. I knew there was talks of that. Like, they Yeah, so to there are actually G League Ignite players. Like Scoot Henderson is playing in this game, I believe. What a name. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, that name is fantastic. Um and then also uh, Bones Highland is playing. That's another name I like. If you, if you name your kid Bones, I mean, that's that's electric. Cute and Bones. Um, so the, uh, the next one I like for my Dumbest Dummy competition, I have Team Cavs to win the skills contest at plus 190. So there's three teams in this contest. We have Team Antikin... Onto Team Giannis, essentially, him and his brothers are... I, I can never get his last name right, but uh, the three of them are doing the skills competition. And then there's Team Rookies, which I believe is the favorite, and I believe it's Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley. Um, I can't remember the third off my top of my head. But uh, we all on this podcast are fans of the home dogs, correct? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> This is the literal definition of home dogs. The team, this team has Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. This, the All-Star Weekend is in Cleveland. They're literally playing at home. 
and they are plus 190. So I, I, I love the value on the plus 190 pick there for the, uh, the team Cavs to win at home on the skills competition. Hell I'm yeah. I'll ride that. I'll ride that all the way. And the final dumbest dummy pick I have, I have Patty Mills to win the three-point contest at plus 450. It's going to be a great weekend for anyone named Patty. We all are aware of this. <laughs> um, Luke Kennard, I think, is the favorite to win. Um, he has the best numbers three-point shooting-wise. You know, he's kind of the, the most pure shooter out of these groups. Out the of the group. Dog. But uh, I feel like often in these contests, it's not always the best person who wins. There's there's usually a clear favorite in the three-point contest, but usually that person doesn't end up winning. I know Steph has won in years past, but um, I, I'm I'm taking uh, I'm taking Patty Mills for for a flyer here at plus four fifty. Good value, I like it. Uh, Brandon uh, said that he bet Embiid to win MVP at thirty-four to one this year. Embiid Ooh. is very focused with being the MVP. I think he'll want to win the All Star MVP. I see him as most motivated to get that award. Hey, I I don't hate that. What what are the, let's see what the odds are on uh, Embiid yeah. to win All Star MVP and then MVP of the league in general. I mean, and I'd maybe see if there's any first time All Stars in there to sprinkle on too, just because oh, they seem to try really hard. Like you remember Andre Drummond, yeah, Sabonis uh, was that last year. When he won, those first-time guys always seem to try a little harder. Yeah, for sure. You know, people like LeBron who have been there, not important to him. Brandon got 7-1 to one for the All-Star MVP. That is fantastic odds for Embiid. We will definitely be uh, sprinkling on that. And like also, he got so he got Embiid at 34-1. to one. His value is now plus 145. So, whenever he took it, he took it at a good place. He got place. the right. Uh, <laughs> he, he got him at the low. So, shout out Brandon env- for that. I am envious of you, Brandon. Yes. Or Brandon. My bad. All right. So, that's our dumbest dummy competition bets for this weekend. Let's move on to group best bets. We went 0 for 3 yesterday. So, it's hilarious because we were talking about this with Tyler after the show. We were looking at the wrong numbers for the Clippers, we believe. And so we, yeah. we thought we yes, were like... Yeah, and let me down. <laughs> we thought we were like really in the clear with the under, and then the Clippers ended up scoring 140 and uh, absolutely destroying the uh, over. So that, that'll that happen, but... Uh, but you got your plus, or 31 plus points though, right? Yes, 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 yes. So that, that was a good good thing for me personally, but not as a group. And then also in that uh, Bucks 76ers game last night... We we nailed every part of it except the Bucks didn't end up winning. The the Bucks Bucks scored 120 points and ended up losing and lost. Yeah, yikes! That, that that one stings a little bit, but it is what it is. All right, boys, anything uh, tickle your fancy for tonight? We're kind of uh, tough sledding because you know there's not a whole lot going on. Um, is anything for wild. You? wild money line? Okay, I can. Wild I can, money line. I can roll with that. So we'll go wild money line. Um, what else do we like? I mean, you guys are golf guys. You have anything for this? Uh, the Genesis Invitational. I, I have do. not. I have not seen. I saw a live line that Morikawa was like ten to one about an hour ago, but I have not checked since. 
Let's see. He's in fourth. Minus. He's eight under right now. I've never this. I don't even know this guy, Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin he came, Neiman. He came in second in the Genesis last year. He is that? 16 under in first right Jeez. now. With Cameron Young in second at 14 under. Adam Scott, Jordan Spieth, and your guy Morikawa all tied with... Oh, no. Adam Scott's actually nine under. Spieth and Morikawa, eight under tied right now. What's So what's... Joaquin has that big of a lead? Yeah, two, two strokes over Young. Uh, I'm not plus, sure, Pat. Can you pull that up real plus quick? Plus 120 right now, Diz, live Joaquin Neiman to win that tournament. With a two-stroke lead as the tournament. Oh, it's it's in uh, it's in L.A., so it's probably still going on today. Yeah. yeah and Pasadena. Yeah, it's going on right now, I believe. Do you, you want to take a flyer on Neiman at plus 120, Diz? Let's take the Chilean, Patty. Let's go. Okay, so we'll take a flyer on Neiman plus 120. Um, and then Diz, how do we feel about the uh, just going with the Hurricanes money line? Well, wait, wait, hang on, I gotta see what the odds are on that. Yeah, that's too too juicy. If we if we were to take another NHL game tonight, Diz, we will have to take them in the sixty minute line. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I don't have a problem with doing, but uh... yeah, I'm alright with that too. Full send. You want you want to do uh. How about we do the uh, the stars in regulation against the Blackhawks, Diz? I'm all right with that. What's the value? Minus 105. Lock it in. Okay, so recap. Group best bets. We have Wild Moneyline plus 112. We have Joaquin Neiman plus 120 live to win the Genesis Invitational in golf and the Dallas Stars to win in 60 minutes in regulation at minus 105. Some good group best bets right there. Cash it. Um, also, Brandon wanted to comment on the uh, three-point contest a little bit. So Van Vliet and Levine have both been dealing with in- injuries. Um, we we know that Tyler Levine's been a real uh, factor for the Bulls of late. It's been hard to bet on the hard to know what you're getting with the Bulls without him lately. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then McCollum isn't a great three-point shooter. He's more mid-range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. I I was so tempted to take a flyer on Carl Anthony Towns at plus twelve hundred, just because that value is so good. But uh, um, did he not win the skills challenge against uh, who was that? I, memory might be wrong. I know he did win, but I want to say it was against Isaiah Thomas. Possibly, uh, I don't. I don't back, remember. Back of you know way back, but. I know he did win the skills challenge, which does involve three-point shooting, so he has done it at All-Star Weekend before. So it may be worth a little sprinkle. Maybe worth a flyer. I mean, getting uh, you know twelve bucks on a one-dollar bet. To, yeah. I wouldn't bet Towns. The big guys tend to wear down faster with all the running. More than, that's true. Uh, you you would have to assume that. Uh, Fatigue is an issue. I was going to say endurance, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't come up with the word, so then I got to fatigue, and whew, boy, we we are I mean, in a spot. Same thing. Yeah, fatigue, yeah, yeah. Endurance, same idea. All right, boys. We are going to the multi-sport Hail Mary parlay of the day. Now, it's a little bit different today, obviously, because there's no NBA going on. So I have four NHL money lines, and I actually have seven college basketball spreads for tonight. 
Do we have guesses as to what one dollar will win you if you hit this parlay? Thirty-four hundred. That is aggressive, Diz. I like I'm going that. low. I'm going with a. I'm going with a five hundred tonight. That's a lot closer. So it is one dollar to win seven hundred and fifty-one dollars and ninety-nine cents. Okay, come on, Diz. Get, get out of hey, here. You got a 10,000 piece last night. There's yeah. not enough games for this, man. Yeah. This is all college basketball. You have 11 games. Yeah, but, I mean, so a lot of the money lines in the NHL other than uh, the Wild are at minus 150 or lower. Um, so not getting a great value on the NHL games. And then with the with the college basketball, I mean, sometimes you'll take spreads and that value goes all the way down to like minus 120 minus 125 so mm-hmm. uh it's just kind of the uh the way it has to be for t- this episode so tough sledding on games tonight yeah for sure for sure but anyway so we got the nhl we got hurricanes money line versus the predators wild money line versus panthers stars money line versus blackhawks and golden knights money line versus the kings and then in college basketball, we got St. John's minus 7.5 for Spudler. I believe that game is actually going on right now. So you might have to take a live line on that. I don't know what we're looking at there. Um, is it really? I think so. I think that game started at 5. But um, the rest of these, I have Cornell plus 1.5 versus Dartmouth. Siena minus 1.5 versus Marist. Mississippi State minus 11 versus Missouri. Northern Kentucky plus 1 versus Detroit Mercy. Princeton minus two and a half versus Brown and Purdue Fort Wayne minus five and a half versus UW Green Bay. And uh, oh man, so Brandon says I'm on Dallas like you guys. I'm on the other side of the Florida Minnesota game. I'm on Florida. I think Florida's offense and goaltending give them an edge. Blackhawks should just trade Kane. They're wasting his career. And I am on Vegas too. I like the NHL team after they get shut out. Hey, yeah. I, the, I like the, that insight, the post shutout. I yeah, like that. That's that's good information. Um, the the thing about the Florida Minnesota game, and I don't like betting against the Panthers. I actually have a future on the Panthers to win the uh, Stanley Cup this year, but uh, I I don't trust Florida on the road just yet. And with the Wild's tremendous. Uh, record at home this season i i felt like it was a good chance to take a home pup and we like those home pups as we've said all right boys to wrap up the episode tyler sent this over usually i ask you guys if you have anything to get off your chest but we actually have something that we are going to bring to your attention tyler brought it to our attention Diz, i'm not sure if you saw let this. me let me preface it real quick uh this is not a verified account but it is interesting, just a little just a little rumor out there. So, Pat, if you want to go ahead as our host and read <laughs> I, this for me. I am glad you said that because I didn't see the account. I was going full in as if this was, like, officially happening. But we, we can discuss this. So, as Colts fans, this affects us if this were to happen. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in advanced talks with the Indianapolis Colts to acquire quarterback Carson Wentz. With the Colts looking to unload his cap hit to make a run at a big-name quarterback via trade or free agency, trade is more likely than not at this time per source. I'd just like to say it's an interesting rumor. Like I said, I don't really know this guy, and he did not list sources other than hashtag NFL. (laughs) But it is something to talk about. Yeah, certainly is. And 
I, I can't see the Steelers making this move. I know they need a quarterback, but if you're the Steelers, are you not looking for something like better than a Dewey Haskins or a uh, Mason Rudolph? I'm sure Carson Wentz is a better is better than Mason Rudolph, but I don't know if Carson Wentz is better than Dewey Haskins. Yes, he is. Jesus we all watch that playoff game. He's better. Jesus Christ, Pat. Um, I know you like Dewey Haskins just because of the name Dewey. <laughs> True. Like, true. let's be honest here. We all, we all, like anyone named Dwayne, we're going Dewey. I know at least Pat and I, I don't know about you, Diz, but anytime I see Dwayne now, thanks to Pat McAfee, they're instantly a Dewey in my mind. But I would like to say, I'm, Pat, you know this, I'm a huge NBA, any draft person, NBA, NFL draft person. I follow all the rumors. The Steelers, normally when they focus on someone, they are not a smokescreen per team. They go for them, and from everything I've seen, they've been very vocal and very obvious about how much they love Malik Willis in this draft. Hmm. Uh, QB from Liberty? Yeah, 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 yeah. That... I mean, obviously, yeah. So, you know, not very smart since they're a playoff team to keep that announced. It could be a smokescreen. I mean, Kenny, Kenny Pickett's right there. Now, now... How do you feel? So I believe when they knew Roethlisberger was going to retire, they had said that they're going to look for a veteran quarterback in the offseason. They might draft a quarterback, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers situation, sit him behind someone for a couple of years, get him developed. But uh, I, I, that's the only reason why I think this trade, like there, there may be some merit to it just because they don't want a fresh rebuild. They don't want to start new with a new quarterback. Um, but again, this, these are all rumors and talk, and I don't, I don't know. Diz, do you have any thoughts on this? My only thought is um, how, how, I mean, is at this point, are we just dumping Wentz to, to is it strictly for a cap hit? Like, are well, we going to get anything out of him? Like, what? I don't know the value of Carson Wentz. Like, numbers wise, he had a decent year. He just exploded at the end, and he always had that ability to just have an absolute disaster of a play but i don't know can we get anything for him or are we just dumping him for the cap space at this point and what quarterback is out there for us to grab russell hey. wilson's not coming to indianapolis aaron Rodgers is staying on the packers jimmy g's as good as carson wentz i i just don't know what we're doing i'm not saying there's the right answer i don't know the right answer i mean what's the value for colts fans should colts fans be excited by this news or is it like fuck we're gonna have a good team and we're not gonna have our quarterback again I think a lot of people in India, at least my friend group, are done with Carson Wentz, so unloading him would be nice. Um, you could get some. I feel like with the Colts, you don't—they're a run team. You don't need a quarterback to win you the game. You need a quarterback not to lose you the game. Someone maybe like Teddy Bridgewater on a cheap deal, maybe who they're looking at. Someone that's not going to turn the ball over. You know, take the checkdowns. Who, according to a lot of reports this year, Carson Wentz was checking out of the run. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's checking out of the run to make throws. <laughs> I think if he's it's a, if it's a cheap deal, it off. If it's a cheap deal, why don't you just keep Wentz? Then we have the cap space for it. It's not a cheap deal. I mean, we if he's if he's on the roster by March twenty. Yeah, something, they save. I think it's they save fifteen million if they get rid of him before March. Correct. Is what the numbers were. So if you can unload him and maybe get 
like a third round pick, fourth, fifth, whatever, you know, any asset at all and get 15 million off your books for a quarterback that you don't want. That's a solid deal. Yeah, could be. Now, our boy Brandon is going off in the chat, so let's uh read what he thinks on this whole situation. Um he says he's a Bears fan from Chicago, just like Diz's roommates. Shout out Matty Ice. Bear Don. <laughs> Um, he says he doesn't buy the rumor the Steelers have no offensive line and don't see Pittsburgh wanting Wentz. Um, but he thinks Wentz didn't get a fair shot with the Colts yet. Our offensive line is great and Taylor is strong, but the Colts receivers outside of Pittman weren't good last year since Hilton was always hurt. Um, and, good point. He, and he agrees that uh, Pittsburgh probably wants Pickett if they can get him. Um, and the only quarterback he believes the Colts could likely get who's an upgrade to Carson Wentz would be your boy, Tyler, Kirk Cousins. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I knew Diz would like it. Okay, as a Vikings fan, first Colts fan, second, Kirk Cousins, he gets a very bad rap. He is not a bad quarterback. He is not a forty million dollar quarterback. So, if if we got him on a more manageable deal, you think he would be a serviceable? He's under contract. Colts cannot win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. The- the Colts just need, in my opinion, the Colts just need someone that's not going to check out of runs and not going to turn it down. I'm kind of with you. Kirk Cousins is not the guy that's going to bring a Super Bowl to Indianapolis because the man, it could be third and, you know, it could even be fourth down. The man's going to check down. He doesn't want to throw the ball more than five yards. He takes zero chances. He just wants to, I mean, I don't know if he wants to pad his numbers, but the way he plays is uh, just too safe, which might be what the Colts need. Right. I was going to say, may- maybe that might not be bad for the Colts, but you're you're saying he might be too cautious. Like, he doesn't turn the ball over, but he also doesn't take the necessary risk to get the downs or yards that may be needed in a certain situation. When you need him to take the shot, he does not take the shot. Gotcha. Um, and, and Brandon agrees you can't win a Super Bowl with Cousins, but it's an upgrade over Wentz. He is an upgrade just at that price tag. It's not worth it. I don't know. I think Diz hit the dead Diz is Yeah, Diz is breaking up on my end. I thought <laughs> none of that. So, Pat, how would you, as a Colts fan, how would you feel as Kirk Cousins as your quarterback? Oh, gosh, I don't know. And and I think I think Brandon makes a good point. So, the Colts fans from the start weren't necessary fans of Carson Wentz. Right? No, no uh, one was excited about him no. from who I knew of. And and throughout the season, and especially late later on in the season, momentum was great. The Colts were tearing teams apart, even good teams. We were we were on the right path. And then that as soon as the moment that we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, they pretended like the whole season didn't happen. I'd honestly say the week before that. Oh, yeah, they against the two, Raiders. They had two very winnable games at the end of the season. They had to win one of the two to go to the playoffs, and it didn't happen yeah. for either of them. Yeah. Yep, that's that's fair. But uh, in, in, in Carson's defense, the Colts as a team haven't won in Jacksonville in like five years 20, or something. 2016. Yeah. So, you know. Carson wasn't the only one that wasn't able to do it. It just so happened that it was the end of the season with the playoffs on the line. Um, but Can't happen, though. Can't happen. True. I don't care if 
the chlorine in the water that's in their pools is getting to them. It can't happen. You have to win that game. That is a, you know, the the team or their fans really dress as clowns because they know that it's a clown show there. Clown time. Yes, to quote Pat McAfee, <laughs> clown time. Oh, but awesome. like that can't. I mean, that was an unacceptable loss. Um, that one's not really on Carson. Didn't play great. That one's not really on him. No one on the Colts showed up there. Right. Right. Yeah. Like our defense was great all year, and then somehow Trevor Lawrence tore them to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence had what? He had thrown like two touchdowns in the past like five weeks at that point, and then he lights the Colts up. Pretty trash effort by the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Brandon lived in the Philly area, watched every Wentz game when he was there. He had some good years with the Eagles, had healthy receivers like the year they mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. I mean, before he got hurt that year, he was like MVP of the league type numbers, and then he got hey, hurt. What? Not even before he got hurt. When he was hurt, that man tore his ACL and threw a touchdown anyways. Well, okay, but you know what I'm saying. If he had not gotten hurt yeah. that year, he would have probably won MVP of the league. It is a mental thing with him, I think. He lost his confidence, and obviously, I don't know Carson Wentz. I'm not an insider, but <laughs> you know, decent offensive line. He's still holding on to the ball a long time. It's true, it is true, and he he often tries to do too much. I feel like you know, instead of just taking a sack, he tries to you know get out left-handed of left-handed pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Uh, yeah. Hey, I love Teddy Bridgewater, though, if that could happen. Teddy Two Gloves? Come, coming to Indy? He's just a nice guy. I, I do guy. like Teddy Two Gloves. I, I, I will be on record for saying Teddy Two Gloves is a guy. I mean, who else? Are you going to draft a quarterback? You don't have a first-round pick. Terrible. Or not terrible. There's some talent in there, but it's a lot of boomer bust talent, I feel, in this draft. So We, uh, we uh, go in Sam Ellinger at, at quarterback for the Colts? <laughs> I'm not about it. I, I can't even say we're back. We missed you, Diz. You, you, you're missing quite a conversation here on Carl Wentz. No, I've been I've been listening the whole time. I just got to my house, so it didn't connect to my Wi-Fi right away. Gotcha. Well, we're glad you're back. We missed you. Hey, thanks. Uh, do you have anything to add to this conversation so far, Diz? I think. Um... The Colts are might be in one of the worst spots of all time because they have the talent at other positions. I'm not saying they're perfect, but they have a lot of young talent at a lot of fronts, and uh, they don't have the quarterback to get them there. And I think getting rid of the cap space is 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 a good thing, but at the same time, there's not a great quarterback market right now. Not a lot of talent in the draft. We don't have a first round pick. And Ballard, I haven't seen Ballard spend money on a good free agent yet in his tenure. So let's clear cap space and then do nothing with it. I'd probably be really pissed off. So if we trade Wentz and then go sign, like, I don't even know, like maybe a wide receiver that's a big name. I don't know who's a free agent. But Godwin? Yeah. That's probably your biggest name. Let's get Godwin and then I'll be okay with, I'll be okay with it. But. I, I want us to make some moves in free agency. Whether we trade once or not, I don't know if that's going to solve anything because I don't know if we're going to get anyone better 
And honestly, until the last two games, which I know are the two most important games, his numbers were pretty good. And with as talented as our running game and our O-line was, he was a salve. He was, he was getting the job done. I'll leave it at that. So I don't Add know how to feel. I don't know the solution. I'm just curious to see what we're going to do. So a couple things. One, uh, $15 million is a lot of money, but we know Jim Irsay will not shy away from, you know, throwing in a few extra dollars here or there to make things happen. I think um, I, I don't think he'll rush to necessarily uh, get rid of, you know, Carson Wentz or, you know, rush to get a deal done to clear up that 15 mil. He did promise how, what, two Super Bowls in the next decade? He did. He did. The fans. He did. He did do that. Um, I think, um, just like you know, India as a city, not the most desirable place for free agents. But if you get someone that wants to win a ring, I mean, a lot, a lot of people that know more about football than I do, you know, if you listen to ESPN and stuff, are you know, feel that the Colts are a quarterback away. Yeah, if sure. you can convince one free agent quarterback that is above average to come here to you know think they could win a ring add that to their legacy that's why you keep that 15 mil open yeah who were the free agent quarterbacks though uh, uh Jimmy G, rogers wilson His... uh well i thought i thought jimmy g and rogers would have to be traded correct yeah, but if they don't want to be there, you don't have to give up near as much. And, I mean, the Colts traded a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I'm sure they're not afraid to get rid of a first-round pick for the former MVP. Yeah. Back-to-back. The two-time. Um, also, and Brandon made a good point of this, too, but I'm, I'm not necessarily against continuity and giving Wentz another shot at it. I mean, most quarterbacks – take a year to get used to the system that they're in or, you know, figure things out. So what if we, what if we give Carson Wentz another year? And if he sucks, then we have a higher draft pick next year and we can hopefully get a better quarterback draft or even trade for people. But um, I'd be all right with that too. Um, My only thing there is it's I'm, I'm concerned about him getting hurt and I'm concerned about, um, or wait, I was I totally lost my train of thought. I was gonna I was gonna say before you said that uh, that I agree with you giving giving him another shot and the fact that like I haven't seen our schedule, but like the way our schedule started, I think we we hit a stretch where we won like so many out of so many games because the beginning of our schedule was so hard. We have to have an easier schedule than we did last year. If we stay healthier, I think uh, I think we're ten eleven win team playoffs. I don't think we can win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, but maybe give him another year and maybe use some free agent money elsewhere. Yeah. Um, then Brandon also just want to say DeForest Buckner is a beast. He doesn't get enough 100, love. 100%. Um, if we trade Wentz, we probably won't get a big-name receiver because you won't have a quarterback to match them with. Um, Godwin probably won't be ready until the middle of the season because of that injury that uh, he sustained. And uh, one thing Indy does have going for it is a low cost of living and low taxes. Um, so Indy is probably a solid for guys who are married and maybe have kids. Hey, I'll get taxed out the wall. Or, or it's solid you. for single blokes like Tyler and I. Hey, I get taxed. I don't know about you, dude. My taxes <laughs> got slapped this well, year. I can yeah, tell my you that taxes Diz does not get taxed as much as you do, Tyler. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why do you get taxed so much, Tyler? He's in a higher uh, tax bracket, bro. Those you make ha- fat stacks, Tyler. Having that uh, second income that I work five hours for a week bumps me up quite a bit. No, Damn, really, bro. really, it's his uh, gambling winnings that are taxed at forty percent. He's just winning every single bet so much that he has to pay the forty percent on it, and it's just really He's never eat, lost. Really eating into it. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Anything else you boys need to get off your chest before we uh, call it a weekend? That that was that was a good uh, a good curveball. I wasn't ready for it for this this episode. I know. Totally. I was, was trying to get you. I, I was trying to get you to check your phone. I was like, yeah, yeah, and I did. I looked at it. And I was like, oh wow, okay, good thing I checked I mean, that. Completely unsubstantiated report or tweet, <laughs> but it got us a good half hour content that's at, all you need at, at least it wasn't from the the fake adam Schefter account hey before we get off though i want to give a big shout out to brandon he's been on it his you know involvement his interaction has been huge for this episode i like what he's saying he said put out some good information so i just want to say thank you brandon you're a real one absolutely shout out brandon we appreciate you shout out ty for popping in Shout out Jake for popping in. I saw Jake in there too. The YouTube is popping off on a Friday. Yes, sir. Well, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, go to our YouTube, search Sports Betting by Dummies in the search bar, filter by channel. Uh, look for the Sports Betting by Dougie, D- Dummies logo. It's black and yellow. You can't miss it. Please make sure you subscribe. We're trying to get to that 100 subscribers mark so we can actually give out a unique URL and we don't have to keep telling people to just go to the YouTube and search for us. But um, hope everyone has a nice, long, profitable weekend, and we will see you all on Monday.